Welcome to the Go One Better podcast. We are your hosts, Hannah Tucker and Abby Layton. And if you're serious about mastering your mindset, nutrition and training, but love a good time and a lol, then stay around because we're about to become best friends. Welcome back, guys. This is our third episode of the Go One Better podcast, and today we have a guest speaker, Nadia. She is a cognition coach, and she works very closely with me. Um, so, Nadia, do you want to introduce yourself and tell us what you do? Hi, guys. Uh, thanks for having me. Pleasure. Thanks um, for being here. Thank you. So, <laughs> I guess the easiest way to explain what I do is to give you a bit of background on me. So, I did an undergraduate degree in psychology. And as I got towards the end of my course, I realized that the traditional model is very illness, not diagnosis and treatment. They don't really talk about prevention. They don't really talk about performance. And I didn't love that. So when I got to the end of my course, I pivoted and did a coaching course and just went down that path of educating myself on, you know, the things that come together to work with mental health. So diet, physiology, neuroscience, spirituality, all that stuff. And I guess I bring all those things together in the way that I coach. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. reason why I use the term cognition coach is um, that's the main premise that I work around, the thinking. Yeah. So, you know, they say the thinking that created the problem can't fix the problem. <laughs> so what I try to help people... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Relevant. <laughs> so what I try to help people understand is... Um, what are their current thinking patterns and how is it creating the problems that are showing up for them? Where did they come from? Because everything you are is not an accident. <laughs> it came from the way that you grew up and the way yeah. you were raised, yeah. the stuff yeah. that you've seen. Um, and then also then either if someone knows where they want to go, just helping them realign their thinking to get there or sometimes actually, you know, like in Hannah's case, <laughs> helping them figure out what they want. Yeah. Who um, they are and what the fuck is going on. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's pretty much what I, I think do. anybody knows that answer to that question, though. Um, so I guess the reason we got you in today is to sort of just talk about the taboo based around seeing a counsellor or a cognition therapist and also in relation to, say, like a couple's therapy as well. So yeah. me and Hannah both um, had experiences with both. And I guess there's – do you find there's still a lot of taboo around the topic? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So that also – like, so my business name is called Mind and Core. And I guess um, where that was born from is me wanting to break down that stigma. I kind of used a play on physical fitness and mental fitness because no one has any hesitation going to see you going guys. Going to see yeah. Yeah. Seeing yeah. a PT, you, you know, you call your mates like, shit, I had a ripper PT session, like mm, really yeah. feeling it. Yeah. But when it comes to seeing someone to support their mental um, health and No one really fitness, talks about it. No, nah, nah. there's still so much taboo. So that was really what I was passionate about was kind of intersecting into that part of the population and trying to make it normal yeah. um, and putting it on Instagram and making it more accessible. Like, yeah, I was going to say, I feel like you having the platform that you have on your Instagram makes it a lot more comfortable to be like to want to go and see someone and obviously you like I come and see you and I feel like when I looked at your Instagram I didn't feel like I was going to this like 60 year old psychologist that's like judging me and he's like you're a whore are they allowed to say that I don't know but I mean Nadia would probably say that to me are you allowed to say that joking joking joking. sorry nah to be fair no, a traditional psychologist is very bound by a lot of rules. Yeah, okay. And again, mm. that is actually something that I do think separates me is mm. I'm a real human. Yeah. I, I intentionally operate out of an office out of my house. Yeah. Because I don't want you to come to an office and I don't want to seem like this really disconnected, scary yeah. person. Because yeah. again, it's just 
one more block between you and yeah. the yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, I feel like the way that you do it is super comfortable. Like, I don't sit in a waiting room and, like, feel like... Yeah, actually, And this is, like, this is like, I feel like it's the biggest thing. People think going to a psychologist means you've got issues and there's yeah. something wrong with you. But I come to you and I'm like, she my bitch. <laughs> I'm yeah. just going to talk about my life. And I, I think it makes a, a difference as well that you are a bit younger. Yeah, yeah 100%. Absolutely. So we feel way more yeah. comfortable talking to you about everything almost because we're at like the same stage in life yeah I guess, whereas, yeah. yeah i feel like the the no judgment makes me yeah yeah ticks the box absolutely. for me yeah, yeah that's definitely. really important yeah i mean you might judge me behind closed doors <laughs> that's actually been this weird thing that i don't think i was prepared for is because no it's a no judgment zone you like I, and you yeah. actually don't and i don't, no, I don't <laughs> do you actually not though yeah i really no, don't, really don't. That that's context great because context because i'm most of the time just like again Everyone has stuff going on. That yeah. is being human. Yeah. yeah. There is nothing wrong with you. Every, <laughs> no one is perfect. If you're perfect, then there's something wrong then with you. Yeah. Please call me a free <laughs> session. If you think you're perfect, this is a call up because I've met people like that before. Yeah. And trust me, you're not perfect. perfect. Yeah, no way. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's so okay. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because like Hannah said it to me. She was like, she said something like, oh, but I want you to like me. And she's like, what? <laughs> Like I'm your ther- like I'm your coach, I'm your therapist. It's but you like me, don't you? I do you? like you. I like you. But okay, but in terms of liking, again, that's something that I think I like about coaches versus psychologists is a psychologist is pretty much bound to take you. Like if you mm. if you made book an appointment, whether they will, they yeah. will take you. Whereas if, you do you pick and choose. Yeah, yeah, because rapport is important. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Just the same way you have friends you want to talk to about how you're feeling. Yeah, and you have friends you want to party with there are people you're going to have that rapport to feel comfortable to have those yeah. conversations with and there's people that you won't. Yeah. And I think a lot of people's negative experiences come from like them and the therapist didn't mesh and then they bend the whole idea of getting that kind of help all together. That's what happened with me. I mean, I've only I've seen a um, therapist one-on-one for like three sessions, I think. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we just didn't mesh. It's not that she was bad or anything, but we just did not. Yeah, she was almost like too formal and yeah. it was just really uncomfortable and I just was like, to be honest, I because I, my dad's passed away. He passed away three years ago and Sorry. I went because I just wasn't feeling any pain about it. Like I just wasn't sad yeah. and I still don't think I have really like processed that um, emotion. Okay. So I went because I was just like, you know what, I think I need to go speak to someone. Yeah. But then I was there and I just couldn't really connect with her. Yeah, I couldn't really connect with her and she couldn't, yeah. So I was just like, I'll put it in the bin, didn't really go back. But yeah, then, I feel like the connection you have with them is super important. Yeah. Like, you've got to get along on, like, baseline stuff yeah. and yeah. feel comfortable. And, yeah. and that's, like, you know, sorry that you had that experience. And it's a very mm. common experience that I see come across my couch in particular. Yeah. Is a lot of people that have that. And I just wish that there was more practitioners that would say, look, I'm not right for right you. Right for you. Mm. Yeah. And I've actually said that. There's been a, a yeah. client recently that was referred to me. And I said to her, I really don't actually think I'm right for you. Yeah. Because I'm very direct. Yeah. And that's not going to be everyone's it's not how you're gonna yeah yeah and to be fair this person like i said that to her i was honest and she was like i would still really like to give you a go all of that in mind yeah and she ended up being great but Mm. i was being really honest about the service i was able to provide yeah you know i mean i guess that's like pt as well like with us and like totally you're you're gonna mesh with clients and you're not like Mm. some people really respond to being told like like tough love yeah whereas some really don't (laughs) do i do i tough love oh god it comes in doses (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I think it is really important just to have, like, that, yeah, at least that minimal... And I think both parties have to be good for each other. I think, like, even though you said, like, the client with you wanted to stay with you and you weren't 100% sure, I feel like it takes two Two to to tango. tango. But, yeah, leading on from that, do you see someone yourself? 
I do, yeah. So yeah. I have always been exposed to mental health. So I guess to give you a background, my mum has a pretty serious mental illness. So I've been exposed to psychologists and stuff since I was very young. My parents had a really horrendous sort of divorce and all mm. that. So I was seeing, talking to someone before I even knew what I was what doing. doing. Mm, yeah. um, and again, I've had good experiences and bad experiences. Um, I've actually more recently made a transition myself from a psychologist to a coach. Yeah. Um, because just more of a holistic sort of well psychs are very passive like yeah. they're very restricted in what they can the the their form of therapy is very passive very minimal and i needed someone like i'd done that i'd done yeah. that for years and i can do it myself i'm really self-aware yeah but i needed someone to start pushing me a little bit more so i kind of made that transition and you know, and it's funny, I can actually be a bit hesitant of coaches myself sometimes because a lot of mental health coaches don't have any formal training. Yeah. So you have to be, again, be smart about who you pick. Think about what's going on and look at that person's background and yeah, what they've worked so, with before, yeah. what kind of training they have before you make a commitment to anything. And I think also be comfortable to mix it up. Like I said, I had a psych for a bit and yeah, then I swapped and then to a swap. coach. Yeah. Some things might happen in my life where I go, oh, I need to speak to Anne again. Yeah, Who's just, my psych? Yeah. Because I know that that's her... That's what she helps with, yeah. you know, um, and different people are good with family stuff, relationship stuff, yeah. Yeah. Right? And I guess, again, I keep tying it back to pay table. It's like you have your osteo, you have your nutritionist, yeah, yeah. you've got all yeah. those sort of different elements that all tie together to yeah. really look after you. And there's like a bodybuilding PT and there's a yeah, I want to exactly. be healthy, healthy, functional PT, yeah, right? Yeah, it's different, yeah. So what are you looking for? Mental health is the same and that's the kind of nuance I want people to start seeing in that world because yeah. at the moment we just bucket it with like, oh, you're fucked, go yeah, get that go help. Say, yeah. If you're not fucked, then don't touch that sort of help, which yeah. is so not true and I think is what's actually exacerbating the hard time that everyone's having because they think there's something wrong with them mm. rather than understanding that that is being human, yeah. Yeah, it's having normal. a hard yeah. time. Yeah. Like, we're just designed that way. Yeah, I feel like people are so fixated on, if I'm going to see someone, there is something there's wrong something with me and I've got fucking issues and everyone's well, going to think that they're, like, you know, I'm struggling. Do you struggling. remember how you were before? Well, yeah, I was just about to get into my personal experience. <laughs> I mean, I've only ever seen you and another one other psychologist, which my mum sent me to when my ex-boyfriend and I went through some things when I was much younger. But I hated that. She was old and I felt, like I said before, judged Judge, and just, like, not comfortable. And I was like, you don't get it. You're, like, 50 <laughs> years older than me, okay? I love him. I'm 16. <laughs> and then, obviously, coming to you and, again, another sort of significant event happened and I was referred to you. I was, if I'm being, like, totally honest. Oh, please. Don't let it, let it I was, rip, like, Ham. a little bit, like skeptical only because I was low-key scarred from my 16 year old experience yeah, of but like I knew you being younger and the referral was a very good referral and I have complete trust in the person that did refer me to you and I remember reaching out to you and just like I feel like the way we connected on fucking Instagram DM as the minute yeah, you, you replied knew. I was like this I'm fucking yeah. chilling like yeah. Uh, this yeah I was like I'm fine and then we had a phone conversation to like see if we were like you know right for each other and that phone conversation, I just went, Bleh. <laughs> like word vomited my whole life to this person I had never even met before. And I was like, help me. <laughs> and then, you know, the rest Here is history, are. babe. Here we are, months later. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you are the only second, uh, you are the second sort of psychologist or therapist that I've seen. And yeah, I mean, I wouldn't change any of it at the moment. Thanks, How many years have you been doing it now, Nadia? 
It's been coaching for probably about two and a half years, but only really more. So I also work in HR. So I've worked in HR for the past four or five years. So those kind of go hand in hand, sort of been focusing more on that aspect of my career for the first couple of years, because also my age at one stage, I think was a hindrance because I was like too young. Too young. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like a doctor or something. Yeah. 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 So uh, yeah. And don't get me wrong. I've had a significant amount of life experience but a client doesn't know that and shouldn't necessarily know that so because of that I didn't really put too much time behind it and also a bit of a honestly like a confidence factor right Mm. um it's a lot of pressure to know that people are coming to you with it's like you said it is hard to come and see someone Mm. like me you've got something really difficult going on and you're trusting me to be able to help you exactly for me, the real turning point is when I guess I started owning it on my social media. And to be fair, my ex-partner actually was a big part of that. He kind of just boosted my confidence and, and he so, has yeah. a big social media presence and does a lot of that stuff. And that was kind of the push I needed to make this more of my full-time job now. So I've been probably doing it really intensely with the client load for the past, like, yeah, 12 to 18 months. Because I was going to ask, have you seen, like, in your time a switch or just, like, a, a male's coming to you more so that's always kind of been my target market yeah so i do work with a lot of women as well because yeah they're much more likely to stand <laughs> so up and ask for the help Absolutely. Yeah. um yeah. but my actual like passion point i guess is men because mm-hmm. i think in the same way that i think women have been left behind a little bit in terms of medicine mm. and physical health mm. um men have been left behind mental, in mental health, health yeah yeah because, absolutely yeah definitely yeah it's so, so they, were, they were brought up i mean my dad would have never spoken about any no, of his feelings well, when he was growing up they were sort of told to keep quiet and yeah and get on with it and i think they're still like hunters yeah they're meant to be aren't they yes. they bring in <laughs> and, I, and i think as well it's like the that whole process of being a psychologist having to go get a referral and all that it yeah just puts it's a lot of pressure and yeah i feel like maybe that's also what's good about you is like we don't need the referral yeah. and we can just yeah. come to you yeah um and see you but i would say that yes uh, like my male client base is definitely growing but that's mm. definitely also like my target as well but that is very referral based yeah and honestly again occasionally oppression based <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to explain that one? Yeah, do you want to explain that? Do you want me to talk about that? Okay. So my ex-partner and I were having some issues and we'd broken up and et cetera. I'd been referred to Nadia. And funnily enough, both of our parents suggested that we tried couples counselling. And him and I both like laughed at it being like, how fucking ridiculous. Like we're 24 to 25. We don't need fucking couples counselling. What a joke. Anyway, um, we did laugh about it for a few weeks. And then I did sort of throw the idea past Nadia And at this point in time, I didn't actually know that you worked with couples, but you sort of just responded saying, you know, that's actually what I do do. And, you know, it could be very beneficial. But before doing that, you suggested that you saw him one on one. Yeah. Obviously, to get his side of the story. That's two sides to every story. (laughs) (laughs) And then from there, yeah, he has continued to see you, which... I definitely do think at the beginning was my pressure, but since then it is by choice and he has admitted that and he enjoys to see you. How many sessions have you guys had together? None. Oh, you haven't done it together no. yet? No. Oh, so the point of them? it was that we went individually ah, for a few times. I see. Are you, are you planning to go together or not? Do you not do that? If we get there. Yeah. Okay. So we're it depend, to... depends on the circumstance, right? Yeah. You know, again, these guys aren't together in this moment, so of course. it's a bit different yeah, as well. Of course, yeah. Um, mm. But I generally, my model is I will always see both parties 
first Separately. because yeah. it's, you know m- most relationship issues boil down to you have your version of reality and they have their version of reality <laughs> yeah. and you think you're operating in the same one and you're not not yeah but yeah well it's like how you 100%. liked me i'm sorry but he you know he's not doing as badly not- as you think he is and i was like bitch what <laughs> who said <laughs> you are yeah i believe quote so unquote, crying himself to sleep over <laughs> And I was quote unquote, whose side are you on? I said, I want. I'm not on anyone's side. Thank you. Yeah, literally, before I took him on, I said, as long as you understand that I will then have to have both of your interests at heart and I have to honor confidentiality, then sure, you can send him my way. And then there's me like, what do you say? What do you tell you? Come on, tell me. And she's like, no. I'm like, please. It's so hard. It's really hard. It does. And do you know what? I actually had this conversation with someone yesterday. I'm like, talking about whether it is harder that we're seeing the same person. Or if it's more beneficial because there are so many times where I'm like, just fucking tell me what he said, yeah, but, you can't. but you can't. Like you legitimately can't. Or do you go to Tom and be like, what do you talk about? Or do you not? Speak like about we've what had you a few conversations. Like sometimes I'll be like, how was your session with Nadia? And he'll be like, yeah, good. it was good. Surface layer. He's <laughs> good. Sorry. Surface layer. It was fine. <laughs> and then other times I'm like, so what'd you talk about? <laughs> sometimes we'll talk about it, but not always. And I, I mean, I'm definitely better now that he's seen you more and. I am much more respectful of that being his time with you and I stop poking the bear and trying yeah. to find out what went on. Okay, like I'm very much better. <laughs> but sometimes I, I'm like, maybe it's like a FOMO thing. Like I get jealous. <laughs> You're like talking about things without me. Because <laughs> Hannah thinks everything revolves around Hannah. So that's what that is sometimes, I think. Sometimes we talk about other things, Hannah. Do you though? Know? <laughs> no, joking. Couldn't um, tell you anyway. But yeah, yeah, yeah no, you couldn't. So yeah, I generally try to see them separately first and get an understanding of their maps of reality essentially yeah. before I bring them together. And just in this circumstance, it hasn't been appropriate yet, in my opinion. We're yeah. just not there yet. Not there yet. Yeah. Um, you mentioned earlier, have you done something like this before? Yeah, yeah. So my partner and I, we weren't having like issues or anything, but again, it kind of ties back to, I'm going to try and not give too much away here, <laughs> but <laughs> ties back to my dad. So yeah. he passed away three years ago and he was an alcoholic. So I've got pretty bad issues when it comes to drinking and like partying and stuff and my partner used to love that before we were together and he's gotten like he's gotten a lot better but he still loves to go out and let loose and all that as boys do which is fine but I'm extremely triggered by that type of behavior so it's like he's off doing that and I'm just like stewing at home like absolutely stressed and anxious and I guess coming together we were just we saw a therapist just because I wanted a way to deal my emotions and mm-hmm. and it's just it's really helped us like he like understands a lot more what I'm going through mm-hmm. through the whole process and like what I'm triggered by so it's just working together to communicate better and I think because we see a male as well I don't know if he needs to like hear it from someone else mm-hmm. but yeah. some other than me and not a female he yeah. just I don't know well I feel really I feel us. like as well like in both of our cases seeing someone has helped our partners understand where we're where coming, we're coming from, from because yeah. I feel like, the, and you can explain to us a little more, how the male versus female brain works. Yeah. I feel like it's pretty goddamn different. Because like you said, like you're in different realities. When, yeah. It made me understand this too because when Trent goes out, he that's his release and like it doesn't mean he like doesn't love me anymore or whatever and he's not thinking about me but yeah. that's his way of sounds re- awfully similar yeah that's his way of releasing and he still cares and rah, rah, rah. so for us it was working together like I was like all right well you can do that but you need to not ignore my texts or yeah, you, need to, you need to and... communicate you need to text me you need to tell me where you're at you need yeah. to tell yeah. me you love me like I just need that reassurance mm-hmm. yeah and which and, is so fair enough yeah. especially like considering the reasoning behind that yeah and I think without going to see someone to tell us that we would have just we, we wouldn't have been communicating properly so it's mm-hmm. really helped us yeah and I don't actually necessarily think it, it is yeah don't get me wrong male and female increases the 
the gap because the, our minds do work differently the way we look at situations our yeah. life experiences mm. it's all been very different but it's just human to human like we all have you know our own triggers our yeah. own experiences and like you said when we're talking to each other we're often talking to service ourselves yeah. like i'm just trying to make you to understand my point of view and i'm just trying to make you understand your point of view and it but just keeps really. going. Yeah. yeah yeah like i think even if talking at each other at each yeah. other yeah, yeah talking in parallel rather than actually really yeah. communicating and understanding what they're saying yeah. yeah yeah like there was a really simple thing we talked about the other day which was just mirroring which mm. is a communication model where when someone speaks before you go to respond that was you, so funny you mirror back what they essentially said to you to, ma- to one to make under- the person feel heard because that's the first thing a lot yeah you know, I, I seriously when Tom I mean I'll give you the story like we were having a conversation about him and I in, in some form of way and he and he just goes hang on I just need to do a mirroring technique for a second. <laughs> and I'm going, what the fuck is he that. talking? Oh, yeah, no. I'm going, what is going on? Oh and then he starts funny. going, Nadia told me that I have to repeat everything that you've just said to me back to you so that we both know that I understand oh, and I'm standing so on. Cute. What? <laughs> but to be honest, it, it actually did it work worked. and it made me be like, okay, he's actually taking on and board what, what I'm said. saying. Because I think a big issue as well is, and this is why I wish... I wish all couples would go get counselling right at the start of the relationship. Absolutely. <laughs> so you shit never have to go wrong. Yeah. And you just know because what the issue is, people change, right? And often maybe what happens is guy learns his lesson. Guy was a dickhead. Yeah. Guy starts being better. <laughs> Girl has been, and I'm not saying this doesn't happen in reverse because yeah, it, it does, but just yeah. commonly it is this yeah. way and for the purposes of this conversation. Yeah. Girl then goes... I know what you like. You never listen. You never like that. And you actually don't let go of that. So the act of mirroring is you really getting that opportunity to go, oh, wow, he's actually really listening to me. You know, you really need to almost like smack her in the face with the change to be yeah. like, oh, look, you know, I'm doing it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what's really hard. And when, it, in my opinion, the hardest thing to unpack with couples is the damage that's already done. It's, it's you know, if we, at the beginning, if we could have checked if you actually have the same values because yeah. that's a big one. Yeah. And we actually gave you some skills on how to communicate from each other. Um, and like a big thing is understanding each other's wounds. Mm. Like, like you said, that mm. situation for you, without your trigger of your dad, mm. that situation to a guy might seem like, oh, she's being she's controlling. Been crazy. Yeah, yeah. She's been, yeah. yeah. And, absolutely. You know, she wants to have fun with the boys. Like as soon as you have that piece of information about the past and it's like, yeah. hey, let me explain to you how much trauma this has caused me. Yeah. Then immediately this other person, like whether they can have experience or not, has this empathy for your experience. Yeah. You love each other. Yeah. You, know, you care about the other person. You never want to hurt them. Yeah, exactly. But it just gets away from itself if people don't learn those skills early on. And I just think at the moment, it's not even a couple issue. It's a societal issue mm. that we've all completely forgotten how to communicate with yeah. one another, yeah. to listen and to be empathetic and to understand that your experience can be completely different to my experience and they can both be valid, yeah. right? Like you, there is no objective right and wrong. People really need to like release that both in relationships and just in the world at the moment. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like as well, like the whole listening thing also ties into something that you've like sort of now drilled into me recently. And I also said this on our podcast last week is the telling people how they feel. I am so good at that, <laughs> but I feel like I'm like, ever since you sort of brought that to my attention, I also sort of like, I've noticed it in other areas and aspects of like, even like my friends, my family and people just being like, oh no, like you feel like this or like, I know that you think this and stuff like that. And that comes, I feel like without actually listening to what they're saying, you're just sort of like assuming or, you know, making like, 
Yeah, making assumptions. Yeah. Is the worst. Yeah. yeah. What is it? Assuming makes an ass out of yeah, you and me. Yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> it's Wait, true though. Again? Assuming makes an ass out of you and me. How just, do you spell assuming? I know, that's what I, I uh-huh. thought it meant, but I was trying to figure it out in my head. I was like, A-S-S. <laughs> oh my God, I really like that. Yeah. Should we talk about some funny dating stories? Yeah, I want to hear your funny dating. I don't really have any funny dating stories. Have you stories. ever been on a bad date? <laughs> Like I, I honestly haven't really dated. Yeah, I've dated. Tom and I in a weird, different world. Yeah, Tom yeah, and I true. started dating when I was fifteen, and back then you didn't go on dates. No, like you it would didn't. be like going go to the park. Do you want to go to the park? Yeah, go to like the park. I mean, Tom and I did go like out for park? coffee for our first date. I remember that. Cute. And then I, you know, like the other boyfriend that I had, I was a little bit older, but I still don't think that. We did like we went on like a first date. Like oh, I've never done like a. Obviously, it wasn't a bad date. If you no, yeah, I haven't. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I want to hear the bad date. Yeah, oh, it wasn't a bad date. date, and I feel really bad because I hope this guy doesn't hear it. He's really lovely. But <laughs> it was almost like we were seeing each other for a couple of months, but we were kind of just sleeping together. And then I went away, and then I came back from my trip, and I was like, oh, I'm not really into this anymore. Sorry, Rara. And he was like, Oh my god! Like I thought we were going to be like I was going to ask you out, Rara. So he's like, Just give me one more chance. And I was like, okay, fine. Oh, not guys. Yeah, not the same. Yeah, no. Are you reading the situation right? So for our first date, we went to a bar and it was like summer night. And then we went down to the um, Abbotsford Convent and had, it was like, a, there was big markets going. It was like a really nice night. And we got pizza and sat there. And anyway. Was this like drinking? Were we drinking? We were drinking. Okay. Yeah. This was, so this was the first date. Oh, this was the first date. Yeah. Anyway. This so, isn't so the bad So he's day. like, no, this isn't the bad date. Okay. And not that it was bad. Sorry. I'm so sorry if you're listening to this. <laughs> So he was like, let's meet where we did for our first date. So we wanted to try and recreate the first date. Oh, so it was like, it was kind of cute. cute. So it was like May now. It was freaking freezing. So we went to this thing and I was like, we had a few drinks and he's like, all right, well, let's wander down to the Abbotsford Convent. And I was like, it's not on anymore. Like it was a summer event. And he's like, let's just go anyway. So I walked down, nothing there. And I was like, what's going on? And he's like, just come this way. And he Uh-oh. lures me into like oh, the God. bush. And he's set into up. Into a bush. Not into a bush. Into the, into the garden area. And he's set up his truck and with covered with fairy lights and he had a <gasps> portable pizza oven oh my god and printed, why didn't you marry him he he pr- that's what i mean can like, you call me a- i'm still single <laughs> <laughs> he printed out printed out a um a menu with like four different pizzas he oh pre-made them i know so that's what i mean it felt like a proposal but because i wasn't into it i was like this my is heart is breaking yes, same. This poor guy. Be, oh, if, I, if i had been into it i would have been like oh my god yeah. that's like, now, like any, every girl would dream oh of yeah that but i was like actually. oh this is really so you horrible. like had the ick i had the ick the oh, ick is the worst the ick is the worst <laughs> oh my god. you just reminded me of a story from my own past okay well tell, tell us. us um love a story well, it started as a love story, um, but it's an example of like, if anyone else, like if I just told you, I'm going to, the scenario without the background, you're going to think this is the most romantic thing in the whole entire Well, that's world. how I feel about yeah. Abby's story. Okay, so okay, let's do this in reverse then. So this is the situation. I'm in Paris. Oh God. The city I, of love. Right, I the get, city of love. I'm not, not going to give you the, I'm going to give you the background after, but the okay. situation, I'm in Paris. I get surprised by my boyfriend he rocks he was meant to be in australia and he rocks up the night before i land in paris i find out that he's not where he was supposed to be so i called him i was like yo where are you at and he's like oh yeah i'm in paris and i was like 
okay. Um, and you then weren't really met, into him? Well, I'll give you Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so Mad. imagine this. Surprises me in Paris. We oh, meet so at, romantic, at 9 p.m. But... under the Eiffel Tower because oh there's God. no phones. I see, you know, I see him from across the street. He hasn't seen me yet. And he sees me and his eyes light up. Oh he runs God. across the street and we hug. It's beautiful. And we had a night, you know, we had a beautiful night in Paris and champagne. And then this is the real icing on the cake. It really freaked me out at the time. I was like, we're walking back home afterwards. And, like, the Eiffel Tower lights up at midnight. Mm. And it just happened so that the moment that we stepped under the Eiffel Tower, it lit up. he, like, looked at me and the thing lit up. And I was oh, like, God. So he had you by the second. But, like, I don't know if that was on pe- But, yeah, but the background of that was that we'd actually broken up. Like, so, we, you know, we'd broken up. We'd been together for five years. And oh, wow. we'd broken up, like, a month before I'd gone away for, like, a variety of reasons. And he'd kind of realised at that point that, he, he didn't want to. Up you a might have been. Yeah. And yeah. he was, you know, but I was very much like, I need a minute. And then, yeah. And then he flew to Paris. Yeah. So it's equally the most beautiful and romantic and stunning thing anyone has ever done for me in my life. And also, like, the most psychotic. Super, super like, a little bit and a bit like. It's it just the, in- it's the ick. Yeah. Well, yeah. not the ick, but when you're not into it, it's just, it's and horrible. It's just intense. Yeah, it's intense. It is intense. Like, oh, God. Different yeah. Different so places. So he just booked a flight. Yeah, communication. Like, he ended up staying on after that. And, oh, God. I hope he's not listening. He has, he has like a kid and a fiance now. Oh, no, so I'm like, sure he's not. You know, and I doubt. I'm pretty sure he's blocked me on everything that exists anyway. Again, not because anything ended badly, but again, it was one of those like to, when you've been yeah. with someone for so long, and it doesn't, and you decide to go your separate ways. I think you're probably kidding yourself to mm. think you can be in each other's lives initially. Yeah, anyway. I was going to say, do you do you do you recommend the cut off? Yeah, like cold bam, turkey. Cold turkey. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I guess that's a great area. It's, a, nah, <laughs> it's look, probably it's individualized, it, it, isn't it? Yeah. Is, but I think you are like in that situation. So him and I had played the back and forth. Like, you know, we broke up and then sleeping together for a while. And no, we didn't do that. We, we actually that. But just on and off for two years. We'd get back into each other's lives. And then eventually, literally the only thing that ended it for us was blocking it off every form of everything and yeah, never, speaking, and never again. speaking again like i still have nothing like he was a great guy i have nothing but love him it was an amazing first relationship yeah um you know but depends on the scenario like my second relationship was more complicated so the break hasn't been as clean yeah but i think you just have to assess the situation and it can't you know so many why do you break up how are you feeling about it do you, how quickly do you want to move on with yeah. your life yeah. how much pain is it still causing yeah. you you know what's going on in the world, right? Everything that's going on at the moment exactly. makes it pretty hard Huge to leave influence people on. behind. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think it's that black and white a question. Yeah. Yeah. True. Have you had anyone do something like that for you, Hannah? Uh no. <laughs> I don't. I don't have any romantic gestures. Oh, Hannah. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. I've done some pretty stupid things as well, but I think we should do it on another whole podcast episode on that. On Maybe dumb we should things. come just dumb, stupid things. Yeah, we could just talk about like boys. the dumbest. Sh- I've done idiot. some pretty. I mean, just to one boy, stuff. but I've done some <laughs> fucking dumb shit. I don't have that much of an interesting dating past. I, don't I was a psychopath when I was sixteen and really? seventeen. Oh my god! I just want to like touch on for females. Um, I know. That especially in my case and I as we get older a lot of my girlfriends are sort of going through this in terms of like we us growing up mm-hmm. a bit quicker than boys mm-hmm. is there something you would suggest <laughs> you know to sort of like work through that in your relationship or whether I mean it could just be a friend to like I can find myself like fighting with some of my guy mates being like what the fuck is wrong with you you're mm. a child can I give you an answer you're not gonna like yeah is it way too like relevant to my life though I uh the difference so women have this misconception when it comes to men 
See, she's taking the boy's side mm, again. Right? I'm, yeah. not, I'm not taking <laughs> the boy's side. Dude, try, like, it's hard. I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm just saying we've got to deal with the facts here. You have to understand that as a woman, you're naturally flexible. Like, you're designed to give birth, to be a parent, to be a mother, to be... A bit more con- nurturing. It's not even the... Ner- you're designed okay. to be accommodating. Yeah, okay. Right? Yeah. And not very long ago... To survive, you needed and um, you needed the man to like you, so he wanted to protect you from all the things that wanted to kill you out in the world. Mm. Yeah, okay. Right? Yeah. So you're designed to be very flexible. What that means is that being ready for a girl, you can be ready anytime you want to be ready. Yeah. Okay. Essentially, because you have that cognitive flexibility. It's just it's inbuilt in you. Men yeah. do not have that. Yeah. Men are very goal directed, um, you know, and again, obviously there's variations to this rule, but they are very direct and they are ready when they are ready. And girls, it is no reflection of you and mm. how good you are or Perfect. you not being enough. If he's not ready, he's not he's ready. Not ready. And that's yeah. nothing, nothing to do, to do with, with you. you. I think that's the biggest thing as well. Like girls take it so personally. Hundred percent. So pers- I mean I'm how can you not though? Yeah, like, how can like, you not? But that's good to know. you need to understand that. Yeah. That yeah. For them, developmentally, like, they, you know, they need to get certain things and be certain. Yes, mm. it does take them longer to mature and get there. And there is nothing you can do to make, make them that be ready. Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't actually know. And that, I get that this is also my opinion, but based on my research and my experiences, like, I don't think that it's, oh, if you meet the right woman, you will always be ready. I yeah. think for men, timing plays a much bigger part than it does for women. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. of that ability that women have to be cognitively flexible and, um, and move, be you know, fluid in that sense where predominantly men don't. And also, um, you know, especially depending on what the ages they're coming into, like men have, especially when it comes to settling down, they often have a lot of rules for themselves about like who they need to be, what they Before need to they, be able yeah. to provide, be a hundred percent sure that this is the thing that they want. Yeah. Not necessarily just you, but this at this point in their lives. Yeah. Um, whereas again, women societally and stuff, we're just so much more geared towards wanting that, wanting kids, wanting all that stuff. Um, and then it's not coming from that same place. Do you think that that comes just from like the norm? If that's in quotation marks, the norm, like where just expected to want to get married, have babies, have a family, but like, it's multifaceted yeah. i think it's biological mm. yeah okay. i think it's yeah. your, i think it's your brain that's yeah. just the way hormones. we're way, way wired as a woman you have a clock you yeah. expire yeah like true. i hate if, to say it but if you, you want to have kids, yeah. Yeah. Have kids yeah. You, yeah you know but whether you want that or not your body knows yeah that. but yeah so mm. sometimes it's having panics and reactions or like you mm. know we've all had that thing where you have sex with a guy and you think you like him and then two weeks later you're, you're like, like what the fuck, fuck is going? Going? <laughs> because of you know the hormones that are released yeah. for you as a female after you sleep with a man you know yeah and yes i do also think it is society and the pressures and you know instagram and seeing everyone else do it and you know there's so many factors at play there um i think it's hard to simple it down to like one thing yeah all right maybe just one more question if like people what are your what's your advice for people or couples that can't afford therapy i guess what would you suggest that someone can do look i think social media is a pretty like fantastic platform for this these days there is so much out there many great coaches out there that are putting out like so much free content there's books there's Mm, you know yeah 
um, like was the holistic psychologist. She's great. I follow her. Yeah, she's the first one that comes to me. But there'd be a bunch again. Yeah. Like you know, I'm sure you'll drop my details. Can, yeah, here, we'll so. put the things in the show notes. Yeah, is that what you say? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what you say on these things. So um, <laughs> you know, anyone who is looking to get that sort of help and it's not something that they can afford, please do reach out. Nadia is the bomb. Yeah, we'll <laughs> seriously. Put, we'll put your handle, your Instagram oh, handle, yeah. a little follow. But yeah, I'll recommend some books and some videos, and you know, there is so much you can do on your own. Um, and also just like find a friend that is unbiased, like a friend that, you know, doesn't necessarily have to just take your side with yeah. it. And literally that act of saying it out loud and having someone else check your logic can be mm. really powerful if it's the right Yeah, person. I was about to say yeah. it's got to be the right one. Be cautious of the friend that every time you do something is like, oh my God, you were so right. Screw him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Screw yeah. him, babe. He is bad news. <laughs> like that friend, do not talk to her about your relationship. I need someone to challenge boys, you a little bit. same yeah. thing. Every boy that he talks to, oh bro, she's being like... Don't worry about it. Like, let's go out. Don't text her back. Don't talk to him. Yeah, either. don't talk to him. Find the friend that, like, sometimes sees their point of view. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry, boys. I don't know why you all became Arab. Just because <laughs> my, my inner wog just came out then as I channeled my inner Yo, baby. All right. We're going to wrap up the show with some truth or dare. For you, truth or dare. Hannah, I'm going to go first. Truth as or in, dare. You're asking me. I'm asking you, yeah. Well, I did a dare last time, so I'll go truth. Truth. We're going to go as a girlfriend. What's the most craziest thing that you've The first one that comes to mind, this is so embarrassing, and I really hope that the girl that I did this to isn't listening. So when we were maybe like 19, no, maybe I was even younger, 18 or 19, or maybe 20. I don't even know. It's so embarrassing. But we used to go to this club, nightclub called Seven Nightclub. I don't know if you guys oh went God, to Seven. Seven was the best. That was, it wasn't it. It was oh, so fun. That was like the place to be for us. Um, so yeah, <laughs> back when we were allowed to do that. But Tom and I were in a who not typical Hannah and Tom phase, like just being so nasty to each other. <laughs> anyway, there was like this corner that we all used to stand in, and he started hooking up with this girl <gasps> right in front of me. Rude. So so bad. Little psychotic Hannah went over, pushed her, oh and like beer tackled Tom oh onto gosh. the stage no word of a lie like <laughs> tackled him what did he do what did she do was she the, okay the, the girls <laughs> she ended up apologizing oh my to gosh. me oh my gosh did she think you were like, together I'm though so, no if but being like I'm so that, sorry that I kissed him like blah 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 oh gosh, anyway so me spear tackling Tom kissing a girl is probably floor. the most yeah. on the seven dance floor in full on public is oh probably gosh, the most <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyway yeah, it was i known. swear that it was like a really dark time in my life and like it actually gives me full demons to think about it but that was probably that the was most crazy one. thing i've ever done all right nadia truth, truth or, or dare? dare truth okay um have you ever cheated um i'm gonna <laughs> say no no Did, uh, okay gray area gray area <laughs> nah I got very close when I was 17. Okay. Other than that, never, ever at oh, all. 17, I feel like you're, you don't no, know what you're doing no, when you're 17. <laughs> so I was, yeah, I was 17 and we were on schoolies and um, full disclosure, I have not always been as together as I am today. Um, <laughs> and I got really drunk and I think we, he'd been being a bit of a dick because that's what we used to do. We used to cycle, he'd be nice and then he'd be a dick. Yeah. yeah. And he was in a dick phase and <laughs> I got really drunk and I was yelling at him and then I think I ended up like riding like riding a lift at schoolies at the mantra circle on Cavill, oh 17 God. underage, just had my so fake ID funny. taken off me. And then these guys invited me back to their apartment and they're like, we got 
close, but I ended up like being like, I gotta do this, and just <laughs> running out of the apartment and leaving. Like a movie scene. Yeah, no, it was very dramatic. I can't do this, oh my god. <laughs> and I went back upstairs and I was like sitting in my room with my demons, like, oh my god, I had to call him and be like, this is what happened. I'm so sorry. Nothing happened, but it was close. So, I don't so know. No. Does that count? Nah, not really. No, you didn't, nah, cheat. You didn't cheat. You didn't nah. cheat. I do feel like prior to 18 makes it a bit like... Oh, no. you make mistakes when you're younger. Like I said, I've done some stupid shit. <laughs> what, yeah. not the controversial question. Once a cheater, always a cheater? No. Not? Nah. I'm going to say I no. I don't think so. Nah. As an adult? Just because I have, like, full faith in... <laughs> My, I'm, try, I'm trying question. to have faith. What do you think? Like, my opinion is, like, not that it's my truth or daring. I've done some stupid things before and, like, kissed boys when I've had a boyfriend. But I was, like, 17, again, 18. Mm. And I just didn't want to be in that relationship. Whereas, personally, the idea of treating on Trent right now would just be yeah, the most horrific thing in the world. I would never do it. I would never yeah. think about it because I'm so completely in love with him. So yeah. I think it's where you're at in the relationship yeah. and for me I think I did it because I was such a, like a too much of a coward to break up with them yeah I think that's a massive thing so that's yeah I think I think it's very different when you're a child to when you're an adult yeah, yeah. 100%. Like anything like under the age of like 21 yeah I like you don't definitely know yeah in gray area I think as an adult it doesn't get ga- I'm not saying it guarantees that you will cheat again yeah but if as an adult it's something you can rationalize once yeah then you'll then you can rationalize it again yeah, yeah I do I'm confident that. that as an adult there is no fucking way that I could do it no, me and either. there are people that I know that couldn't yeah um you know in saying that you know but it's great like you said everything yeah. in life happens yeah, in exactly. circumstances but I do you know it's it's definitely an interesting argument yeah I think yeah it, a big it is such an interesting question children well, not children but yeah, yeah adolescents young adults. adults yeah 100% yeah all right you truth oh, or what's, dare? oh well I did truth last week so let's go dare what are you daring me um <laughs> I've been brainstorming and I'm going to say that you commented on my photo the other day of Nadia and I in the water, actually, oh saying you will never see me in that cold water. Oh, no. So, my love, oh, we are going to go cold water swimming. Are you coming, Nadia? Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, God. you Let's can come. Do this. I actually hate the cold water. So I know. This is going to be really do. terrifying, but I'm, I'll do it for All right. sure. You're gonna, you, I, can Nadia, I just run in I'm and come you. out? I don't no, know. I was just about to say you've got to put a time on it. How long does she have to stay in the water for? Three minutes. Three minutes? I was going to say like five at I least. Being kind. Oh, guys. I guys. I I'm trying to be nice. If it was you, I would have gone 20. I have like Raynaud's <laughs> syndrome though, so I get really bad circulation. Well, there'll be a towel for you when you get out of yeah, It would be very painful feet. You have very sore feet. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's well, if okay. it's actually medically not a thing, I can change it. No, that's okay. I can run in quickly. <laughs> do we need sure. a nurse? <laughs> <laughs> On standby. I'll do some research, but I think it'll be fine. Okay. If not, I'll think of a new one. But I think just getting you in that cold what would be quite hilarious yeah so good so gonna hate it but that's okay we'll put it on instagram yeah, we will. awesome guys thank you so much for tuning in today we hope you took something, away, took something away positive and if you feel like you need like you need to talk to someone either by yourself or with your partner absolutely reach out to nadia or just anyone that you may know of and seek the help that you're after yeah. yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. That's Thanks okay. So Welcome much back anytime. Us. Thank you so much. Yeah, we that had was a ball. Fun. That was great. <laughs> we will see you guys next week.